independent, expressive of a spirit of independence, self-confident, unconstrained. Good evening. It's a beautiful day in Southern California. You are listening to Independence Day. This is the show that examines the changing face of the music business and the people who are doing the changing. Independence Day brings you independent artists, producers, and music industry visionaries with in-depth interviews, live performances, and inside information, all without hype and direct from the artists who practice their craft. Tonight on Independence Day, our guest is Nicole Gordon. The job of a backup singer can be a thankless one. They check their egos at the door and use their considerable talent to make the artist whose name is on the marquee sound good. It can be a great gig, but there is seldom much in the way of glory. After all, who remembers the name of the women who scat sang Pink Floyd's Great Gig in the Sky or the emotional climax of the Rolling Stones' Gimme Shelter? And that's Claire Torrey and Mary Clayton for those keeping score at home. But in the industry, it is common knowledge that these vocalists in the shadows can often sing circles around their employers and have solid careers of their own. Grammy winner Cheryl Crow got her start singing backup vocals for the likes of Michael Jackson, Stevie Wonder, and Don Henley before she took center stage. And such is the case for Nicole Gordon. She has a long list of credits supporting other artists, and her powerful and dynamic voice has been the sound of numerous film and TV projects and commercial spots. She's also a quite capable writer with a handful of albums, and she regularly travels to the songwriting mecca of Nashville to flex her writing chops. She is living proof that there is more than one way to make a living in the music business. Welcome to Independence Day, Nicole Gordon. Thanks for having us. It's an absolute pleasure, but you're not the only person here. We've got most of your band or part of your band. It seems like some of them have been struck by illness mm-hmm. of one kind or another. Let's introduce everybody. We we met you. You're on guitar and vocals tonight. Mm-hmm. We also have the the twin the the dual threat team here, Jeff Lagore and Lori Lagore. Say hey, hello, guys. Hello. How's it going? And are we all um, we're all uh, are we all professional musicians in here? Are we all making a living doing this kind of thing? Everybody in the room here. Uh, yes, we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are. We are a rare breed. <laughs> Those of us. Yeah, I mean, they're you know, who knows how much money we're making, but we're making money. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> well, that's cool. I mean, it's good to you know, if you're paying your bills doing it, that makes you a professional, and that's uh, that's a cool thing. It's I mean, a cool thing. So many people strive to make a living in this industry, so to pay the bills with it, that's really really cool. I agree. Uh, you know, one thing that I, I find so interesting about you is like you've done so much work, like support work for other other people mm-hmm. and then you switch you kind of switch hats and you do your own records you got a whole pile of albums yeah. that are released that people can buy on iTunes and CD Baby that kind of thing um, my, so my first question for you is what kind of change like do you go in your head to kind of change hats from someone who's supporting to someone who's doing your own music and like is it a completely different mindset how are they related how are they contrasted like how do you approach it I would say th- the person I support, quote unquote, or sing backup for the most now is a composer, songwriter named Ernest Troost. And when I sing with him, it's it's a lot of joy because I just get to sing, you know, and, and I love his music so much. Um, and I actually kind of feel like I get to play characters because he has very uh, detailed, dark songs. Um, but the I guess my mindset for that is completely supportive. You know, I... I listen to the nuances in his voice. We've worked really hard on the harmonies and, and whatnot. So it's it's um, it's just a completely supportive role, as you say. And I don't sing as loud. It's not really about me. It's about enhancing the song or the characters in the song. Um, when it is my own thing, it is a total shift because I'm telling my stories and I have the support of my, my band um, and I hear them backing me up. And so uh, it's, you know... It's kind of just more like more being in the driver's seat as opposed to taking a backseat uh, approach, yeah. you know. Does it, you think it makes you a better band leader 
when you dose do you know when you support other people like uh it being in that mm-hmm. support role does it make you treat your band better i hope so they can answer that but i hope so Absolutely. <laughs> uh, i definitely know what it's like to be you know supporting someone and what it's like to be the leader and i think they're both they can both be tough jobs you know to be the person in charge of five five other people and scheduling and organizing and booking shows and seeing we can get everybody together oh my god that's a that's a, a lot it's a lot of work yeah. um so i know when people ask me to then back them up i know what they're going through as well right. um but actually i forget your question <laughs> <laughs> well just we were just com- yeah. comparing and contrasting like being right. a front person as opposed to someone in a in a supportive role like i I've, for whatever reason we've had a lot of bass players on the show mm-hmm. lately as the guest you know ted russell camp uh, right. a person that we both know excellent guy excellent musician and like the bass player is like the ultimate support role right you know they don't unless you're jocko or sting you just don't get any glory so you have to have like that kind of personality where you're okay with that right you know, or like if you're Sid Vicious or whatever, but you know, some people just take the spotlight. They're going to do what they're going to do. But I think it's really, really interesting. I think that being being a support musician uh, makes you a more mature musician. I think not to say that I'm mature, but I think that's true because you have to check your ego at the door. It's not going to be about you. And I think you really have to love the music that you're supporting since it's not your own. And I can say that's pretty true of anything that I've done. I love I love singing. I really love singing and I love music very much. So, you know, if it's the right gig and I love the music, I'm definitely going to do it. And uh, and that makes it kind of easy, you know? Yeah. And it makes it easy. There's less pressure in the sense that you don't have to be in charge of everything, but there is more pressure because you really don't want to screw up either. <laughs> you know, you want right. to make, make sure you're enhancing the music like like i said so yeah well that's just it i mean i've done both and mm-hmm. they're so to me they're so very different of course they're related it's the same business the same idea you're in the same band or, right. or you know the same kind of band but you really have to approach them so very differently because when you're supporting you know ideally someone's paying you to be there mm-hmm. and you know you really want to do a good job and like serve the music and not oversing but yet enhance and you know the, the a great example there's this guy i forget his name uh, I he was he's one of the background singers for James Taylor's band. He's a okay. tall black gentleman. Mm-hmm. I, for, I forget his name, but I actually met him at a, a benefit dinner somewhere along the line, and then ended up seeing him. I saw Lyle Lovett a few weeks later, and he, he happened to be in town while Lyle was in town, and they knew him, so they had him come sing with Lyle too. So he's a professional background singer, okay. and he has the most amazing voice in the world. Mm-hmm. And that's what I kind of referenced in the intro there is that I mean. You know, James Taylor's got a great voice. Lyle Lovett's got a great voice. But this dude can sing circles around anyone I've ever heard in my life. Right, right. So for him, it's a big deal checking that ego. Right. You know, it's a, it's not as simple as just, oh, I'm, you know, he's, we're getting paid. Keep singing. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, it's, yeah. a, it's a real, it's a real mindset. And then, you know, if uh, singers like Lyle or uh, James Taylor, you know, these guys, they're smart enough to know to give the, that guy a spotlight. Right. You know, it might be. 10 bar it might be three bars or mm-hmm. four bars in mm-hmm. one song for him to kind of go off and do his thing um, but it's something to keep him probably right. around so he'll, he'll right. keep working with them but also to really maybe let people know this guy is really really talented you know yeah. I've, I've seen other artists do that as well yeah and you can really build a name for yourself i think so too doing this kind of thing mm-hmm. so my guest tonight on independence day nicole gordon and most of her band we are so very very happy to have them here we're going to play a track from her most recent record which just came out in december of last year the record is called caught up mm-hmm. and the song is called up in the air so let's listen to this on independence day we'll come back and talk to Nicole Gordon and her band. 
You are listening to Independence Day. This is Joe Armstrong. Tonight's guest, Nicole Gordon and her band. You can learn what you need to know about her at NicoleGordon.net. Also, Facebook.com slash Nicole Gordon Music and Twitter. She's at Nickel G, yo. I love that. I don't know why. When you sent me a Twitter handle over, it sounds like a rap artist, man. That my, can be your alternate career. I will, I will admit this. My mother calls me still to this day, Nickel. Um, and so when you know email addresses started coming out, yeah. I was like, oh, I'll be Nickel. And my last name is Gordon. And 11 is my favorite number. So Nickel G11 is always pretty much available. So I've been Nickel G11 at AOL, at SBC Global. And yeah. now I'm Nickel Are you G11 sure you want to give your email address out to all God's children? Oh, well, I just did. So. <laughs> but yeah, I've been Nickel G or Nickel G11 for a while. So Nickel yeah. G. Nickel G. It's funny how those things happen. I have, I have a number mm-hmm. like that too that wound up in my email address and I have it at Yahoo, Gmail, Hotmail. Mm-hmm. I had it, it started AOL for, lo- started AOL for the too. love of God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they were carpet bombing us with those CDs for the longest time. I'm so, I'm so glad they're gone. I still uh, have mine. Yeah. Your, your AOL my, address? My original AOL from 94, yeah. Uh, I should yeah. ridicule you. <laughs> You should go and log on it, and see how much spam you. It's no, all spam. It's probably. all. It's it's my spam address. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it works. In any case, we're well. We are we are in a digital world. We've got a lot of input from a lot of different places. We all have to do lots of different things to get rid of the spam. So, <laughs> as we're saying, tonight's guest Nicole Gordon. You're a singer. You're a songwriter. You're based here in Los Angeles, but you're not from here. I'm not. I'm what, an East Coast. Girl. What brought you west? Uh... I was scraping my car window one night in Philadelphia, and I said, "With an ice scraper." With an ice scraper, I mean. People in Los Angeles may not know what that means. Ice scraper, yes, it means that my car was my car window was uh, covered in ice. And naturally occurring ice from the environment. Mm -hmm. Yes, (laughs) this happens. I promise you. And I just said, I hate being cold. And I had a one-way ticket. This is true. A one-way ticket back when you could have one-way tickets and you know use them up at a certain time. This is pre nine eleven. And two months later, uh, I left and moved to California. I had been to California a couple times before just visiting and kind of felt, I guess, as an artist that calling to come west, you know, and be amongst the entertainers of the world. And um, the, I had a friend that was living here and offered you know, me to you know, stay with him for a while. And, uh, and that was it. I just, I just left. How long ago was that? 16 years. My goodness. You're naturalized now. I'm naturalized. I know. I know. And so, but you're not just a Los Angeles musician. You get out and you tour. Mm -hmm. How much touring are you doing on your own versus with other artists? Very little now. I, uh... I had a baby last year, and so that's kind of halted a halting screech on a lot of my touring. But um, I hope that that can change, and I can get. Back. I'm trying to get back to the East Coast this summer. Um, I'm trying to get back to Nashville, maybe for the Americana Music Conference in September. And um, I really want to try to do South by Southwest next year. So uh, I'm, just, you know, I have plans in the works. And I'm working on things. So yeah. So what? You know, why Nashville? Why, you know, you, there was something in your bio about you traveling to Nashville fairly regularly to, to write. And what, what is it about Nashville? Well, everyone is so friendly. That's, I mean, it's the South, of course. But it's, the first time I went there, I thought, oh, I don't know anybody. And, you know, I, and then within, I'm not kidding, like three hours, people were like, oh, I'll come pick you up. Come write with me. That is how Nashville is. It's really so opposite of Los Angeles where you wouldn't, no one would offer to come pick you up pretty much because it's too much of a hassle because of the way we drive around here. So I just started to meet people. And then every time I went, I met more and more people and um, then started meeting really good people to write with and um, got really good gigs. So it's just, it's kind of easy 
everywhere you can drive in 10 minutes. I remember going and the Americana Cafe or the Americana Music Conference is held there. And I've been that to that and played at that a couple of times. And you can see, you know, go to about six different bars in a night. No problem, you know. So there's something that's easy about it that makes it um, appealing. Whereas in Los Angeles, it's hard to get to, say, one to two shows a night if you're going to go out. So. Yeah. Yeah, it seems so laborious mm-hmm. in Los Angeles. And it's impossible. It's a really strange town because there's so much of the industry here. You're right. But everybody's kind of jaded because there's so much of the industry here. And to get people to come to shows here mm-hmm. is like a major... It's like trying to convince them to go up the beach at Normandy. Right. Please, <laughs> get out of the boat. <laughs> come to the show, yeah. you know? Do you feel... Do you find that to be the case? Um, I have in the past. And um, now... I feel like the community that we're involved with is so supportive. Um, if people can't come, there's a legitimate reason that they can't. Can and I be part of your community? <laughs> yes, you can. You can. Because I well, need go. that, man. Yeah. I need That's one of the reasons I stopped playing so much yeah. is I get tired of playing for like two people and the bartender. Right. And I'd rather sit at home with my dog. Uh, I agree. I agree. That's it's, Honestly, it's just depressing. It's so hard to do those types yeah. of gigs. And I've done them for sure. Um but the more um, we've played at certain places in this town, there's there really is a community of people that love to go support music and hear music. Where and are these places? I'm curious. We play the Cinema Bar a lot. That's right. in Culver City. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've played the Grand Old Echo, which is you know great community there. Mm-hmm. Kim um, Grant's whole production. What'd you say? Kim Grant's whole production. Kim Grant is a huge supporter of this music, and I'm so thankful for her. You know, she's been a guest on this very show. I'm sure she has. I don't. I. You guys are Chicago natives. We are Chicago you, so. natives, correct? Um, expats. Expats. You know, and then we kind of build shows sometimes around with our friends. You know, we'll do shows at the Mint or Molly's or Genghis. Um, I've played the Hotel Cafe. Uh, you know. Where else? Room five. Room five. We've done a couple times too, uh, you know. And that's the other cool thing, I guess, about doing this is that um, that we do have a six-piece band, but I can go out with with just Lori. Or today, it's just myself, Lori, and Jeff. We've done gigs with three of us. Um, I've done gigs with just my guitar player or just you know the piano player. It's it's kind of intermixed, um, and uh, that kind of helps spread you out too around this town. So if maybe people that wouldn't normally come to the Grand Old Echo, they might go to room five. And so you can build your fan base that way yeah. as well, you know? So that I've, I feel like we've been pretty successful at doing that, you know, trying different places to play yeah. in different, you know, setups of our band. Um, but there, I do, it took me a while, but I do feel like we're in a, a good spot in this town with our music and, you know, have a nice group of people that will come in and support us. It's a beautiful thing. I want to talk more about this sense of community, but first I would love you to play some music. You've got okay. instruments here, uh, amplifiers, and I'm very curious to see how this stuff plays out live. Is that okay. cool? That's great, yeah. So what's, uh, what's your first tune going to be? We're going to do the, I guess you call the single off of this record. It's called Caught Up in a Kiss. And speaking of Nashville, I wrote this in Nashville with a great songwriter. His name is Gary Burr. He has a bunch of hits. Um... And we wrote this a couple years ago, and then um, I knew I wanted to put it on this record. So we're going to do it a little differently than it's on the record, since there's just the three of us. We're going to do it with uh, acoustic. Very nice. All right. I'm very much looking forward to this. This is Nicole Gordon with her band tonight, which is comprised of Jeff Lagore and Lori Lagore as well. And it's a song that's on her most recent record. The song is Caught Up in a Kiss, correct? Mm -hmm. All right. Nicole Gordon here on Independence Day. 
Wasn't looking or planning or wishing or waiting for you Then out of the blue I'm 16 again And the things that I do don't make any sense Like smiling in my sleep Listen when I walk Thinking about forever Every time we talk Oh, you make me remember What it feels like To be caught up in a kiss Lost in happiness You make me remember What it feels like To be shaky in the knees Find it hard to breathe And all of the sounds A little sweet somehow Nicole Gordon and her band here on Independence Day. That's a track from her most recent record, which you can find on CD Baby and on iTunes and all the usual places. And you're not printing up a lot of these discs these days, and it seems like nobody is. Is is that kind of like the new thing? Well, the most... Uh, I sell CDs at shows, but pretty much everywhere else, people are just downloading music. Yeah. So um, I think CD Baby in the beginning, they only ask you to send them about three CDs. And since it's been up there, I think I've only, they've only asked me to send, you know, 10 more or something like that. But yeah, pretty much I just sell the CD, actual CD at shows. 
Yeah, I think it's interesting, you know, as, as downloading becomes more and more prolific, I'm imagining, you know, CD Baby's warehouse having like 10,000 trillion bins with three records in it. Right. You know, because I nobody's so. selling records anymore. I, I mean, know. I mean, they're selling music. Right. To an extent. Yes. Uh, you know, some of the interesting news we got this spring, the record business posted the first growth in 13 years. You're kidding. This spring, it was a very, 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 very small amount of growth. <laughs> but it's growth just the same, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's changing, you know, people. So now when you, you're, you're, so you're download, people are downloading your music more than they're purchasing CDs, you think? And listening to it on Spotify. Spotify. And, um, I think what's the Pandora? Pandora. I know my music's up there. Yeah, I know. have a Pandora channel. Yeah, getting that thing was a pain. It was a pain, and then I forgot about it. And then people would say to me, "Oh, I have a pan. You're a Pandora channel. I'm, you know, up on my computer." I said, "Oh, great. I didn't even know I was up there. You know, you <laughs> yeah. you, you try to get up there, and then, uh, and then they you forget about it. That's what happens to me constantly. I work really hard at getting something, and then I forget about it. And then people tell me, "Oh, you're you're on that. Yeah. Great." Here's a kind of esoteric question because I ran into this with the name Joe Armstrong. Mm-hmm. Are there other Nicole Gordon musicians out there in the world? There is a Nicola Gordon in Santa Barbara. And Ooh, close for, by too. Yes, close by. And for years, we got people would confuse us. And I finally met her doing a gig in Santa Barbara. She came up to me. She said, I'm Nicola Gordon. I said, did oh you my guys gosh. Have like, did you like have like a cutting heads contest <laughs> to see who got to keep the name? Uh, we didn't. I, I let her keep the A and I have the E and we're good. Well, knowing so. your personality, you probably had like a sweet off. <laughs> it was. I, I was so excited. I thought, oh my gosh, you're Nicola. You know, it was It was just really funny because people say to me, oh, I, I heard you in Santa Barbara. I, I got a lot of that. I heard you in Santa Barbara. No, uh-huh. it wasn't me. It wasn't me. So. Well, you should, then you should ask, well, wait, was I good? <laughs> if I was good, then yes. Yes, it that was, was me. me. That's it exactly was me. right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it would be a problem if they sent money to the wrong place. Stylistically, is Nicola, is she... It's a I she. think she's a bit more folk than I am, although okay. you might have heard that last song. I think I'm a big folk artist, but uh, I think she's way more folk than me. So, yeah, I, 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 I guess I consider myself a singer songwriter. But with the band, when we play with the six piece band, it's it rocks. there's some rock and soul and yeah. Americana in there for sure. So, so you have a regular band that you play with? We do. We do. We've been playing together for um God, over two years, maybe three years or four years now. Six years with us. Six years? Oh my God, time, time flies. flies. <laughs> well, the, the three of us for six oh, years, six and then years. and Carl and Johnny, of course, have been. Johnny, I've been playing with my guitarist. John, his name is Johnny Hawthorne, and I've been playing together for over ten years. Carl, I met Carl and Jeff um, ten years ago, yep. eight years ago, eight or years something. Ago, yeah. yeah. Musical relationships are always so very interesting because you know when you get into a band with someone, you want to get, you want to get. Um, you want to get along with people on a personal level. Of course, you know, Because yeah. you're going to be working together a lot, sometimes mm-hmm. for low pay right. or less than no pay, yeah. and you're going to be traveling around in cars and vans, and mm-hmm. you want to get along with them as humans, but you also want to get along with them musically. And it's it's funny how, because sometimes they don't mix at all. Like you've got the brothers, you know, the Davies brothers from the Kinks or the mm-hmm. Fogarty brothers, like the Davies brothers used to get in fights. Right. You know, or there's all those stories about Stuart Copeland like actually chasing Sting around mm-hmm. because Sting was a smaller guy than Copeland, and they didn't get along very well but so sometimes that kind of conflict can make the music better but man i don't want to ride around in a, in a van with a jerk me either and i have been in bands where people weren't necessarily jerks but they had major issues and it just it just became such a drag so when um before this record when i was doing the, the two other record you know uh, all my changes a record i did and then started to support and i did it 
with the drummer of, of this, my drummer now. And my guitar player played on that, but I didn't have Jeff or Lori at that time. And what I wanted to go out and support that band or that, that record, I had to put a band together. And that was like my number one thing. I said, this has to be fun. You know, we have to get along and laugh and, you know, play good music, yeah. of course, but just there, it's a, it's a really great point. And it was, it's more important to me to have, yeah. you know, good connections, communication, you know, yeah. good and, fun. And it, to touch upon what we were talking about before in terms of a sense of community, that's one thing that I think is hard about Los Angeles because it's so spread out that there are little pockets of community. There's like the Topanga thing Mm -hmm. and there's the Laurel Canyon thing. And then there's like the Echo Park thing. Mm -hmm. And then like, there's all these different things, but they're disparate and there's, there there may be the same people and there's a lot of cross pollinization. And, but it's, there was a a friend of mine was having like a a sing-along hootenanny kind of thing, like a once every couple weeks, excuse me. We'd go to his house in a weeknight and bring a few beers Mm -hmm. and bring whatever instrument we felt like bringing that night and just play random Brian Adams cover tunes or <laughs> our own songs. You know, it was kind of like very a, underrated Brian Adams. Yeah. I, you know, man, I'm I, not kidding. You I know, cuts like a knife is a great song. <laughs> Brian Adams play a concert in 1987 or so. Mm-hmm. And he was awesome. Yeah. He played like all, because his songs, like it's a rock band, two guitars, bass drums, screaming Hammond organ. Right. Right. Pretty tried and true rock and roll lineup. And he's got so many great songs mm-hmm. and they're concise. Yes. And, you know, I, I was I was very impressed. Right, it was cool. No, I I underrated, I think. You I know? won't ever dog on Brian Adams. <laughs> Although when he when he started working with Mutt Lang, it, it, I didn't like it as much. But that's what everybody does when they start working with Mutt Lang. They sell a million records, <laughs> but they don't sound as interesting. Right, right. Anyway, I'm yammering too much. How about some more live music? Sure. What's the next tune going to be? You think we're going to do a song, um, which really I think features Jeff and Lori's vocals. Great. It's uh, a song I wrote with a friend of mine named Sean Cromwell, and we wrote it for a film. Uh, it's called Praying on What Goes Down Must Come Up. Now that's a mouthful. It is. I sometimes, you know, when I write it out on the set list, I write praying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's funny how set lists over time, they become shorter and shorter, like what you're putting for each song. And like sometimes it just gets to a point where it's a symbol. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's true. A, it's cryptic, very true. It's this cryptic list of things that nobody would ever understand. So, all right. So very happy to have Nicole Gordon and her band in the studio tonight with another track here live. Let's hear this on Independence Day.
once again Nicole Gordon and her band or half of her band <laughs> some of the band has been has, has fallen ill some have fallen ill some have flown east some are off to Nueva York yes some are I think doing other gigs yeah. so, such, such is the life of a musician it is mm-hmm. I got a very hard working band for sure yeah so now you do different things in the music business mm-hmm. to make to earn a living uh, I'm not looking for numbers here, but more percentages. Like what come like this is for people who might be thinking about getting into this line of work or other people in the business. Like, do you make the lion's share of your income from spots, from sales, from sequence, you know, from uh, synchronization, mm-hmm. from like where where do you earn your income? Most of it it depends on the year, I would say, but most of it comes from teaching. Actually, interesting. I, I, I teach uh, voice primarily um but then the supplementary income comes from live shows yeah uh song placements um i don't make a ton from selling my music right now because um i haven't done a ton of live shows but um but yeah i would say or session work i do quite a bit of session work too and that once again depends on the year yeah and that's always a very interesting gig it's a great i love doing session work but it's some years like the song said this year's flush and the next is lean that's how it is it for sure is you know it's hit or miss yeah and that's the funny thing about this business too is that you almost to make it pay off you really have to risk the long game Mm -hmm. you you know there will be years where it's lean it's lean Mm -hmm. you know ramen will be a a treat (laughs) you know (laughs) Well, I've discovered something recently. Speaking of ramen, I've been I've been uh, augmenting my ramen okay. lately because I'm I'm back to ramen. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sad to say, right? But I've been I had some cilantro laying around. Mm-hmm. I had some broccoli laying around, and I'm I'm a spicy guy, so I always put extra spicy stuff in it. So right. for a quarter, mm-hmm. I get the little brick of chemicals, <laughs> right? Right. That forms like the base upon which I stack my healthier. Hopefully, organic goodness. Yeah, I do the same goodness. thing though. It's if I or you get the cup of noodles, which is kind of the brick yeah. in the cup, right? Or I can't remember the whatever Plus, because that's even more less ecologically friendly because right. it's got the styrofoam. <laughs> so if we can find a way, right? If we can find a way to get like a baby, like a dead seal in there somehow, or <laughs> no, like seals are my favorite, <laughs> or I love you know, seals and sea life. some kind of. But if you just don't put as much of the salty, pa- whatever it is that you yeah. have to add, this their their mixture of salt. If you don't add as much or you put vegetables or you know different yeah. spices in it's not as bad for you that's and what I these think. are the kinds of topics that are important to musicians <laughs> they are you know they are so what give me because uh, you've done like I said you've done some touring mm-hmm. give me everybody's got like the kooky road story you know a, like like a weird meal or getting left behind or mm. getting harangued by the locals or I could tell you a nice story when I turned 21 there's a nice road story? It, it, well, I think it's pretty cool. I don't know, think many people can say that they turned 21 in Cuba and in Puerto Rico. I was on a tour. Yes, well, I was on a tour. And at midnight, I, you know, I was in, we were in Guantanamo Bay singing. Oh, and, right. Uh, yeah. And so I was in Cuba, basically, you know, when I turned 21 mm. at midnight. And then the next day we uh, I went to Puerto Rico and then... I spent half of my 21st birthday in Cuba and Puerto Rico. So I think that's actually a pretty cool road story. That's yeah. not bad. Yeah, that so. is a cool. So you went to performing in Cuba. I did. Well, we I was uh, on a USO tour with a rock band, um, and uh, we so we did Guantanamo Bay and Puerto Rico and 
Bermuda and uh, I forget the other place. Antigua. All no. the terrible places to go. You know, terrible places <laughs> I say, to be. It beat. sounds like a terrible tour. <laughs> it was yeah. terrible. And no, how how were you? You know, how were you received by the the, the troops? Uh, they were super excited to have us there, you know, um, even though they were in like glorious places, uh, I know Guantanamo Bay now doesn't seem so glorious, but you know, it's better than, you know, I don't know. It is the Caribbean. Iceland. It's the good, that's what I'm saying. It's the Caribbean. It's, you know, good weather and, um, you got the, the ocean. So, uh, but they were super excited to, uh, have some music, have some live music and, um, you know, just friendly, you know, friendly faces and whatnot. So. Yeah, such an interesting gig. Like, we're in this perpetual war now, it seems. Mm -hmm. You know, so we've got our young people spread out all over creation. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we, we need to support the troops and entertain the troops and and hopefully bring them home at some point. I think. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, it was, it was, it was, that sounds, you know, corny or whatever, but it was an honor to, to, I'm not brave enough to go enlist, you know, and I'm too old now as probably as well. But, um, but even back then, you know, I just, um, that's, I don't think that was, was my calling. And yet when you talk to these, cause you, you would get driven around by these, you know, 17, 18 year old kids. And this was pretty much their only choice. You know, they come from yeah. really poor, you know, places and, um, this was a really good option for them. And so God bless them, you know, and so to go and sing them a couple songs, you know, that was great. You know, if yeah. that's what you want. Great. I'll, you know, what else can I do? You know, and that's the thing about music is, I mean, of course, it's the international, excuse me, international language. Doesn't matter what language you speak, mm -hmm. but I mean, it embodies all emotions and you can speak to somebody who might be far from home, you know, through music yeah. and give them a little slice of home and give them a little slice of normalcy and another thing, another slice of something that will take them out of their circumstances. Like if they're in the desert, right? you know, in Afghanistan or, right. or wherever God forsaken yeah. place they it, might be, yeah. you know, it's really, really a wonderful thing. Yeah. It just takes them, gets them out of their reality for a little bit. And, yeah. uh, I mean, I need that and I live in Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Can you imagine what they need? Yeah, Yeah. So. exactly. And I'm, you know, I don't have people shooting at me. I know. Not very often. How about, how about some more music? Now that sure. we've, now that we've touched on ramen right. <laughs> and we've gotten like the, the buzzkill of like throwing kids into the big meat grinder of war. Right. So have you, hopefully you've got a lighter song for us. Maybe what have you got? This is actually what I have been calling my love song to the music community of Los Angeles. Actually. Oh, thank God. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's light and fun and, um, you know. I think my song to the music community of Los Angeles would have a lot of expletives. In it. <laughs> this is actually a love song. So I tell people, I, I uh, uh, start out by saying, if you've never had a love song written for you, now you have. You know, if you're a music lover and live in this city and come support live music, this is, this is for you. Awesome. So, what is yeah. this called, Nicole? It's called Sunny Side of the Moon. Very nice. Nicole Gordon and her band, Independence Day, Sunny Side of the Moon. Too far and high. 
got a place too far and hands to help me and they dust me off to fly to fly I took a ride on the sunny Discovered warmth in a music cocoon In the desert you can always find a bloom Once again, Nicole Gordon and her band here on Independence Day. So very happy to have them in our studio. It's a beautiful day in Southern California. Most of them are. Mm -hmm. Happy to report. You can learn about Nicole Gordon, obviously, NicoleGordon.net. Is there a NicoleGordon.com? What happened there? Speaking of Chicago, she's a artist, a visual artist in Chicago. And so, uh, yes, NicoleGordon.com was taken. Okay, because that's the big thing. Like I remember so many times now when I've started new bands since the internet has become the thing. Mm-hmm. Like now, when you think of a band, the first thing you do is go to see if there's another band like that. Right. You know, and there always is. I know. I don't know how people it's come up. With, I don't know how people come up with band names anymore. It's not like it used to be, man. I know. Nothing is though, I guess. Also, Facebook.com uh, slash Nicole Gordon Music. You can follow her on Twitter at Nickel G Yo. Yo. Love that. <laughs> uh, ReverbNation.com slash Nicole Gordon. And I want to just a couple more questions, and I want you guys to play another song before we run out of time. But I want to know, like, how how independent are you as an <laughs> artist? Are you very independent, completely independent? Do you have anyone else helping you book or manage or promote uh, your music, or do you do you like a one stop shop? I'm I'm pretty in- independent. I have had records that were um, funded by other people. Um, in the past um and then i would say the promotion the help of the band sometimes just by word of mouth they you know if we have gigs they're definitely calling their friends and letting people know so we're a great community uh, community support that way but booking writing booking the studio time booking the shows all that stuff is is pretty we're independent yeah I find this to be an interesting conundrum because we we live in a world now where everything is kind of hyper specialized. Mm-hmm. Like if you're getting a job and a career, like everybody's a really narrow, you know, focus on okay. what they're supposed to be doing. But then it seems like once you get the job, you're still doing everything. Mm-hmm. You know, you're doing eight people's jobs. And especially as musicians, we've been forced to diversify to the extent that now, you know, I learned Photoshop to make band posters. Mm-hmm. I learned HTML and Dreamweaver so I could make my own band website. I never mm-hmm. set out to be a web designer, right. but I had to learn those kinds of things. And right. booking is the same way. Like, we have to be everything now. You where to, once you, you didn't really have to be quite as much of that. You do have to be everything, and there's so much to do. And you have to keep up. You think you've, you know, mastered Facebook, and then they're going to come up with another website, which I'm sure they're thinking of right now. Because it took me a while to master MySpace, which was great for musicians. I still loved yeah. MySpace a lot better for, for music. But uh, then you had to go and learn Facebook. And there's, you know, I sw- yeah. it's there's it's never ending. There's the re- Reverb Nation plugin that doesn't work on Facebook ever. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and it's funny because I teach artists and that's what I say. I said, this is full-time this is 10 full-time jobs yeah it really is you are your own you know booker promoter uh marketer 
um, songwriter, uh, producer, you know, it, it, and, and all of those jobs are big, important jobs. So, um, like I said, I've have I have the help of the band and even like the community will, you know, spread the word about shows and things like that. Um, but pretty much we're independent, you know, in, in the same ballpark as a lot of other people. So I have, I have one last question. I want you to play a tune. You just had a baby, so con- congratulations <laughs> about you. that. Now, this yeah. is the kid's a long way from being like professional musician, but if the kid wanted to be a musician, would you encourage the child or would you give Alan Alda's advice, which is if there's anything else that you think you can do <laughs> at all, do that? I never knew that was Alan Alda's advice. I, you know, my parents said whatever you love, do it. My, my, I have a really big family and a really supportive family. So if this is his passion, I would say go for it because it, it gives back in other ways that, um, maybe a nine to five job can't, you know, and, um, I have family members that have those nine to five jobs that have a steady income, but maybe aren't as satisfied maybe as I am. I've, I've known I wanted to do this since I was six, you know, and, been pursuing it ever since so if this is what he wanted to do i would say go for it you know yeah god bless godspeed you could do it you could do it go a little tyke yeah all right how about another tune before we have to roll out of here what's this last tune gonna be what should we do guys should we do one off the record or an old one what do you think Mm. every night down down or anyway 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 Sure. Okay, let's we're gonna do, do, let's do we're a gonna, new one. Yeah. We're gonna do a one, another one off the record. This song is called "Anyway." All right. Very happy to have Nicole Gordon and her band in our studio tonight. Thanks for having us, Joe. It's been a great time. Breaking waves around a steady calm Reaching out for something new Cause you can't hide what you can't find Long for love beneath unshawed Circles in the sand, so you deep for anything, and it makes no sense. There's no reason what you want's not in this season. It's okay.
Nicole Gordon once again. NicoleGordon.net is where you can learn about her. Also, Facebook.com slash Nicole Gordon Music. And for the last time, I can't get, I just love saying this. <laughs> At Nickel G is your Twitter handle. I love that. I don't know why. Man, you should totally have a rap career. <laughs> a hip hop, hippity hop career for your separate thing. Yo, I'm Nickel G. Yo, yo. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, uh, well, you know, I actually, I lied before. I do have one more question okay. or one more thing I want to talk about real fast before we have to roll out. You're the only artist I think I've had in the show in over two years, who has a Christmas album. Mm-hmm. What, what prompted you? Like, it's, like Christmas albums to me, that's like, that's like the territory like once an artist has gotten to the point where their music is showing up in Starbucks, like at the point of purchase, they're mm-hmm. making Christmas albums. And it can be a cash cow for so many bands. Right. But like, what prompted you to make a Christmas record? It's, it's not that, well, I work with a composer, uh, separate composer in uh, the Palisades quite a bit. <clears throat> And we had been working on Christmas songs, and uh, I do a lot of placement and library things with him. And all of a sudden, we realized we had about 12 songs and that we each had originals. So we decided to, you know, compile those songs and record our originals. And we did it. I think I think it came out in 2011, actually. Um, and it's hard to slip that original into that Christmas record, man, because this is a canon of music, which is revered mm-hmm. and... You know, I think the most interesting thing about Christmas music is that it spans all styles, mm-hmm. going back to like Baroque yeah. music, all the way through rock and roll, all the way through jazz, all the way through, and it's all in the same bin. Somehow, it all winds up being Christmas music. I know. There's, so, you know, it w- I would love to do another one too. I love Christmas songs. I yeah. so I'm such a sucker for Christmas songs, and um, and it's. In our modern listening environment, that's, again, why I think it's so interesting that it becomes this catch-all bin is because where else are you going to hear those kinds of melodies or those kinds of arrangements mm-hmm. or th- that kind of instrumentation? You know, right. that Nobody's making that kind of music like you hear anymore. Anymore. And it's so gorgeous. And, yeah. you know, y- you can, I mean, pretty much everybody knows Silent Night, right? And, and mm-hmm. if you don't, you know, shame on you. But it's, it's just such a gorgeous, simple melody. But it's very simple, but... but sticks with you and it's beautiful and i think the lyrics are beautiful so yeah there's there are so many that we couldn't do that i would i could do probably two or three more and have a blast you know you know who's got the market corner on that though is Sufian stevens do you know Sufian stevens he's the lead singer of what or is that he doesn't have a band he doesn't have a band he's he's his own thing he's a new york based kid and he was he would make Christmas records for his friends every year and just kind of pass out CDs or tapes. And mm-hmm. He's really, really unique artist. I really like him quite a bit. But a couple of years ago, he did like a, maybe it was last year, he did a five album set of all these things together that then he sold like this giant compendium of wow. Sophie and Steven's Christmas music. Probably more than you could ever want the great thing about you can just put it on though and have it going all day you know yeah. i know at my house this year my husband was like oh you have christmas music on again you know I, november like thanksgiving i yeah. start I'm like, i love christmas I, have, music. I have a rule it's it's sundown on thanksgiving mm-hmm. is the rule for me and it's for me there's really only one album for me which one vince garaldi charlie brown christmas that's a great one that's i a great have one. driven every single girlfriend out of her <laughs> mind with playing that album incessantly from sundown on Thanksgiving until New Year's Day. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all I want to listen to. You guys to. are missing a whole genre, though. Grandma got run over by a reindeer. Yeah, there you are. Know, you know, that, there's a whole, you know. The there whole, is. The, the, that the I could do stuff, without. The fun stuff. There's Matt other King stuff. Cole, there's a, there's other Mathis, great stuff. Well, that's, Sinatra, that's what I, yeah. that's the, this is, I promise, this is the last question. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is how we're going to tie it all together. So when you recorded your Christmas music, what time of year was it? Oh, we did it all throughout the year. Yeah. And, and the Palisades in the summer. Yeah. Mm-hmm, for sure. I was because in shorts and a tank top. There's that 
famous story, Mel Torme, yes. wrote a Christmas song. It was a searingly hot summer mm-hmm. when he wrote that. And he was like sitting around and they were just baking in their own juices, right. basting in their own juices. And they were, they were sitting around the piano and like throwing all these ideas of all these things that were Christmassy, Christmassy. and cold mm-hmm. and holiday. And then they came up with a Christmas song, with the Christmas song. And that's... Gorgeous song. Classic Mm -hmm. melody, classic tune. So, anyway, so I just wanted to get that last bit in there because I think it's so fascinating (laughs) that you have a Christmas album. Nobody makes Christmas albums. Or if they do, I mean, it's so cool. I'm not saying this is a bad thing, this is a great thing. I, it was, it's been a goal of mine. You know, um, I've done a lot of different types of records throughout my life, and uh, I always thought I really would love to do a Christmas album. So, like I said, I've, I could still do more because I have ideas about other Christmas albums but I'm glad I at least have one under my belt you know yeah well I feel lucky kudos to you it's (laughs) it's a brilliant thing so Nicole Jeff Lori thank you very much for coming out to our studios we do appreciate it so very much keep us informed of what you're up to I will I will just check out my website or my Facebook I I post things all the time about things that I'm doing and uh, you know different things that might be happening that are fun so thanks for having us and NicoleGordon.net is where you find all that stuff Take care. Thank you. So thanks to Nicole Gordon and her band, also to the Independence Day staff, Del Tanksley, Wayne Topinski, and Sally Shackleton, and as always to Valentino Rivera and Hector Lozano from Lancer Radio. Independence Day's theme music was composed by Great Lakes Myth Society for Independence Day. I am Joe Armstrong. If you do anything, please be good to one another.